Hello, everyone, and welcome to Lo Kya Kahenge. Today, Minaha and I are super excited to welcome our first guest from India, and her name is Arushi. Hi, Arushi. Hey. Hi, guys. How are you today? I'm great. How are you guys doing? So good. And thank you so much for reaching out to us, and thank you for telling your story so bravely. And we're so excited to learn more from you today. It's my pleasure, and I love your platform and love what you guys are trying to do with it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so today we are here with Arushi, and last uh, in our last episode we had talked about acceptance and tolerance towards chronic illness. Um, and within that theme, Arushi reached out to us and uh, shared her story with us, and it's just like really amazing. So we are so thrilled to have her here. So I'm just gonna let you take it away. Okay, cool. So I'm going to quickly start by talking about uh, what my chronic disease is. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been fighting fibromyalgia for the past nine years. And for those of you who don't know what it is, uh, in short, it's a super complicated disease, which is a rheumatoid uh, condition where it causes primarily aches and pains um, in your nerves, your bones, your muscles, pretty much every body part you can think of and the pain can be so excruciating that it can limit you in your functionality your mobility so like in my case um, the pain in my shoulders and neck is so bad that it like I can barely type write um, you know even eating uh, anything that's repetitive use of your hand uh, and shoulders that is painful for me and over and above that uh i can't sit at all um and i know it it sounds a bit weird but i have not been able to sit for the past eight years um not even like for a minute so i can't sit at all wow urji that sounds like you know, something that we on this end have never experienced before. So we're not even going to try to pretend that we know. But, you know, how how does that feel when you have to explain this to somebody mm-hmm. around you? It's, it's very tough. Like fibromyalgia, first of all, itself is a very, you know, like I said um, in the beginning, a complicated condition with aches and pains there is you know palpitation rest leg leg syndrome brain fog um, Mm. thousand other things that come with it but um, having said that within aches and pains also I myself have you know not seen too many people whose pain and is so extreme that it limits their functionality to that extent Mm. that they can't sit at all so um, it becomes very difficult for people to comprehend that you know somebody can't even sit for a minute um yeah yeah hmm. that's that's crazy right like i, I i'm already thinking about yeah. uh you know i just started to like stand hmm. having sat for the entire year i started to stand at my work and i was sharing with Manahil how my, during my first week i was like wow like it's a such a difference right just going from sitting to standing yeah. and feeling it in your body. So is am I is it safe to assume that, you know, having standing uh, be the primary position that you have had to be for the past eight years, are you do you do you get tired? And that's a very 
silly question probably no, then, yeah i mean yeah <laughs> i i do um i so i okay so i can't even stand for too long a period at a stretch mm. um so i my primarily uh, my primary position is lying down and that also lying down on my tummy so right. the reason why i can't uh-huh. sit also is i have a trigger point in my hip which is that sensitive that even let's say if you are going to touch my hip with a very light feather touch i would feel as if you've stabbed me with a hammer or something so my hip is that sensitive so anything that puts pressure on it whether it's lying down um straight on my back sitting down that is painful so that's why these two postures get cut off and yes i do stand but like i i'll stand 15 20 minutes at a stretch then i have to lie down so huh. with all these permutations and combinations my mobility is so limited that you know a basic example even if i have to go and buy groceries first of all i have to get inside a car and sit and drive or even if somebody is driving me i have to sit so that cancels out okay if i, if I plan to walk to get groceries i can't walk for 10 more than like Five minutes, ten minutes, you know. So I can't do that. Then when you go there, you have to like. So I need a place to lie down in the middle, which um, makes it so uh, tough for me to step out at all. So like the lockdown is not a new experience for me at all. I've been mm-hmm. living a life of uh, lockdown and um, you know like a quarantine life for the past eight years almost. Oh, right. I I and on top of all this like it is invisible so if you were to look at mm-hmm. me and if you know me from before you're like hey you look exactly the same you probably lost a little weight you look better your skin's better so you know I yeah, I probably look you know better than I was before and you'd be like wait I saw you standing you were standing but how is it that you were standing then and now you can't stand so the concept of well yes you can stand for 15 minutes and the 16th minute of the 20th minute she needs to lie down that mm-hmm. is very difficult for people to um fathom because of its invisible nature right right yeah, i mean i don't think like you said we can even begin to like comment on that but like i i guess what i'm curious to know is how people have like reacted to you explaining like do they take it well do they try to understand it or are they just like completely do they just like shut their eyes and they don't want to hear it so there all kinds of uh, people but uh, there would be a minority of people and i'm it should have been the other way around but there are a minority of people who would actually take it seriously or do mm. the effort to hear you out or you know take 5 minutes to research it on google like we google the smallest things these days yeah. you know uh, one new word you hear in a tv show or a different language the first thing you do is you check it out right. who's the cast who's the character but no people don't put in that much effort for a chronic illness so um you know so that's where the whole lokya kahenge thing stems from that right. uh, majority of my journey uh, forget the physical uh, pain and you know the medical symptoms that is one thing aside that is in nobody's control you know mm-hmm. it, fibromyalgia doesn't have a cause doesn't have a cure so that's a separate thing altogether we can't change that but what we could have changed and 
hey, I can't catch up with you because I'm out of town. And I would be lying because I couldn't step out because of the pain. But I was so scared that if I would tell them I have fibromyalgia and I'm ill, they would stop talking to me and I would lose this kind of a, the connection that I have online also. So for one whole year, I lied through my nose. I told everybody that I'm out of town, I'm working, I'm busy and you know. But right. I wanted to keep that little bit of human connection alive with people. Wow, Arisha. I'm I'm speechless and I'm, you know, definitely shocked. And I'm sorry that you had to go through that. Yeah. I'm so sorry. And and I and I say it in the way that like, you know, we are human beings and we need that connection. We need that reciprocation of like feelings and love or friendship. Right. And, and just like human interaction in general, you know, I feel like yeah. that's one thing that this year has taught many people so um if anything that should that should make people more sensitive towards like chronic illnesses like people cannot if people cannot if people with chronic illnesses cannot step out and then you kind of make that connection that this entire year nobody has even been able to step out so you would think that people would be more sensitive towards that yeah. Because not their that's experience. That's one positive thing that's come out of you know COVID. I keep telling people for me, twenty twenty has been the best year because right. a lot of people I know now they are like, oh, now we get it how it is being yeah. trapped in your house, wow. and this is when you know they are physically fit. They have their health. They can do ten things yeah. at home. They're not stuck to a bed but still they understand the kind of statements they would make oh you're at home you don't have to work you can chill watch netflix all day now they call me back do we watch netflix for like a week and we don't know what to do we can't keep doing this all the time you know yeah that is so relatable that's so relatable because you know like with our mom like she always used to complain about not not complain but like it was there that like you know she can't get out of the house everybody has school or work or college or something like that so everybody would be out of the house and she would be alone like monday through friday you know so now we get it now we get it how bad it is and how hard it is yeah and honestly in addition like our mom she you know was not always not able to drive she was not always like hmm. inside the house and so she used to have that exactly what you were talking right. about before like you know life school driving friends, uh, friends shopping like all of that you know uh, but it stopped after a while like when she because of her multiple sclerosis when she was not able to see the road ride and it felt like it was like moving in on itself and stuff like that her driving stopped and you know ever since then her outgoing nature and you know the independence to be able to do those things outdoors also stopped and that sort of like also reminds me about you how you were just sharing that you did have that yeah. social life and that outgoing job and you know can you talk to us a little bit about what must have been going through and only if you're comfortable you know going through your brain and how you know you navigated that change in your life hmm. the first couple of years were really emotionally um very lonely years in terms of I thankfully always was lucky that my parents I have a younger brother uh, so they were always very supportive mm-hmm. I've never had a situation where I had to justify my illness to them so I've been very lucky in that aspect and I know of a lot of people with chronic illness who've had to fight that battle with their families also so I consider yeah. myself immensely lucky that at least you know i had that support always right. um 
I think the biggest loss I immediately felt was work. Um, you know, I'd been one of those uh, overachievers from an early age. I was one of the youngest uh, marketing intern um, with Coca-Cola. You know, that was my first job. Then I worked for Kingfisher Beer, which is India's like uh, number one beer brand. And I, I was the youngest ever brand manager in their history. So, you know, a lot of um, first and I was like very career driven and I was doing well my bosses were happy and you know so and I was very passionate towards it because um, I was into sports marketing and I've been a sports player you know I've been an athlete mm. I've been a basketball national level player so I've always been fit physically mm. uh, been healthy that way and I was doing something which I love which doesn't happen to a lot of people mm. uh, but you know all that was going for me so initially just grappling with all that that okay, these are things that I kind of took for granted and they were going on well. Now, um, it's, you know, these even basic things like, uh, you know, just when you want getting out, sitting in the car and driving somewhere, mm-hmm. meeting a friend, all these basic things also have to be reconsidered. So, yeah. one and I was grappling with all that and on the added layer of like when I talk about loneliness was when all this was happening and people were you know just shying away from having more conversations or I felt that you know my friends were no longer there you start doubting yourself you were like wait is there something wrong with me why aren't people there and you know at that point of time um you because people weren't that openly talking I didn't know for a fact that this is a universal story it yeah. happens to primarily a lot of people with chronic illness you know whoever right. I've spoken to at least a majority of them have had similar experiences right. of um um, you know, fam- distant family, friends, kind of taking a step back from them. Uh, but at that point, it was very difficult to understand. And I kept thinking, you know, if I would have been in their place, or if I, again, uh, I don't know how would I have reacted if I was in their place. But I would hope that if I was in their place, you know, I would reach out. I would rather make an effort if I hear of somebody who's going through a tough time in their life. And um, and you know, it was very heartening because I would then. At at some point I realize I have to make the effort I'm the one who needs to be social so I'm going to be annoying and I'm going to call everybody up and I'm you know I started calling people and I'm like hey listen uh, my house is very centrally located so I'm pretty sure you pass by my house like at least a couple of times a week stop by just come for five minutes come for coffee just come say hi you know it won't take away too much time from your life but just seeing a third person apart from my like parents would um change my week and my month drastically so so do that so um and I would make keep making these calls then the 10th 11th time you know somebody would come by and stop by and you know um and it was so funny when they would come and see me like their face would be as if they've come to a funeral <laughs> they would be so sad as if you know and if, you know with their head down and oh you know we're so sorry to hear and I would be all choppy and excited because I was excited to see a different person <laughs> and uh, but I think gradually a lot of people realize that you know um, I'm still the same person I still laugh at the same jokes I still want to hear about that day and and in fact, my illness 
if if i the reason that one wants to meet people is one wants a different mindset and wants to get distracted from their illness which i live in pain 24/7 so if i talk about that all the time with the person i'm meeting it's not helping anybody mm, right but i i think now after like 9 years of going through it when you know you take a step back and look at look at it from the outside i sometimes do understand other people's perspective also now um which at that time i didn't uh i think a lot of people just don't know how to deal with the deal with it they feel that they have to um you know be very sad and they feel awkward about talking about their life because they feel that that's something you can't have mm. so I, i think it's that they come from a good place a majority of them and uh, i think that they want to avoid that uncomfortable position which is why um i think I've, that's what i've kind of figured out uh, yeah. could be wrong could be right but that's what i think what do you guys think i think that you've hit on a very 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 uh sincerely true topic yeah. it's a hundred percent right i think it's a hundred percent it's a hundred percent right and It's so true, right? Like you don't want to talk about the things in front of somebody if like, you know, I'm able to run 100 miles an hour. Yeah. And if I'm talking to somebody who can't, then naturally I don't want to talk about it. But you know what it everything that you just said makes me realize how unfair of a position it actually puts the person in who is living with the chronic condition. Right. Right. Because it almost seems to me that you are being brave for yourself, but you're also being brave for like 20 other people around you. <laughs> yeah, which you should not be responsible for. I feel like that's a little too much and I would love to hear your thoughts on that because it makes me feel like you know, it, there's uh there must be times where you're like, you know what? Why do I have to be that strong person? Yeah, like just talk about anything else or you know just talk, talk about anything. So I, you know, that must be really hard. I know like even till today like with you know people who still know me for a bit, sometimes I mean, I have to carry the burden of the conversation if somebody comes to see me. Hmm. And you know sometimes I'm trying to be all so be happy talking to them asking them 10 questions and somewhere in the in my head i'm like you know you go out every day you go to work you have a life you have a partner you have te- you go out to eat you have 10 things talk to me about that i don't do anything it, right. it's not my responsibility to make this conversation keep going you know it's your responsibility dude yeah i feel like it's even uh more unfair if they know what kind of a person you are you're open to talking about literally anything i yeah. i'm assuming that you don't mind that they're talking about all of these things so if they know that about you and your personality then in, even then they don't make that kind of conversation then that's just very unfair on their part yeah and a lot of people still don't like uh, i mean why go far even my family my cousins a lot of people in my family who were very close to me who would you know call me every now and then and you're very busy at work come meet us talk to us and you know um they know the kind of person i am they know i'm open to talk about everything and i'm i'm in fact i keep telling people i feel like that person who's trapped in that you know we have this reality show big boss big brother like mm. i'm trapped in that house where i 
I live through your experiences. You know, mm. you tell me what, what the kind of day you had, what you did, you went hiking. So I'm visualizing that, and I'm living through those kind of experiences. I want to hear about it. But I think a lot of people like sometimes I do understand them, but there are some people who just don't want to make an effort. Also, yeah. they feel it's easier carrying out, you know, going out clubbing or going out having a drink with somebody, and just uh, rather than making this effort, like I do, I, I don't know. That's I feel a lot of times people just don't want to make an effort also. I mean, yeah. yeah. But honestly, I think that you've uh, sort of hit on a very good point here that you're saying, I grant you permission to talk about your life in front of me and be a true person to me because you do deserve that. One thing that we keep on talking about amongst ourselves is that everybody thinks that just because our mom has a condition that like, you know, makes her a certain way, which is, you know, uh she needs to focus on herself first and she has every single right to do that but you know we keep on talking about the fact that just because her mom has this condition or it you know makes her uh a certain way that she has to you know um put herself in a corner and make sure she's fine or something like hmm. does not mean that she has ceased to be the person that she was before this diagnosis uh and you know the truth is that she's actually the smartest most intelligent inspiring role model that we will ever have because the fact that you know she is the age that she is and that she's been living with this condition since 2002 hmm. you know makes it makes her kind of a hero makes you a hero yeah. you know uh, the fact that you are still you yeah okay? yeah you're dealing with this and then you're choosing to be just you know as you as possible i mean that's like you said heroic it is. but it's unfortunate it's a tough job and yeah kudos to your mom also to going through you know going through this for so long you tend to forget the person you were you mm. have to uh, remind yourself that i was you know that fun spontaneous person and with the physical limitations you have now still keep that person alive in you is uh is is a tough task you know i won't underplay it or downplay it that no it comes naturally you have to work you have to yeah, uh, work at it a lot of times i wouldn't have done what you said you said did, did. like call somebody like 11 yeah. times to come and see you because yeah. you know they pass by your house anyway and you're inviting them and saying just come take a look and just have you know coffee or something yeah. like that yeah i think by doing that you've actually done quite a D- number of different things first of all not only have you granted permission to people mm. and said you know i invite you into my life regardless of the you know tough situation that i am living with on a day to day i am inviting you to you know be part of my life and be true to yourself so i'm not asking you to hide yourself that's mm. actually what i need one and number two you've actually created awareness you talked mm. about their faces when they come and see you as if they've come to god forbid somebody's funeral but you know it's maybe also that thing where now they know after maybe if and please do share if you've had somebody who's developed sort of a you know experience with you where mm. they keep coming back they keep coming back they keep asking have they learned I lasting friendships i mean you know um i now after 8 years like today i have a group of friends here where i live and um I was also living in a different place and I had to move back home after uh, all this mm-hmm. happened. So again, I grew up here, but I'd lost um, touch with a lot of people here by just not being here. You know, I studied in the US, then mm-hmm. I worked in Bangalore. 
So I wasn't there um, in my hometown, Jaipur, for a lot of time. But uh, people who, like, you know, like you said, I called them so many times. Some of them came back. They talked to me a couple of times and they kept coming back. And we're, like, super close friends now. And I'm very comfortably, I have a group of people. Some of them are people I went to high school with, but we were not in touch. Some of them are people I didn't know at all. I just got in touch with them on facebook or instagram right. talking about some stupid show or something completely off topic and um they're close friends now you know acquaintances who've turned into friends so um that way um i'm in a happy space now and uh people who you know even if they're family people who are not making that effort it took me a while but to let go of those people and not making it's not worth my energy i did my bit right x number of times if i'm not you know getting a response back let go of those people mm. and with a good heart it's it's not that i have anything against them whatever's going on with their life maybe making this effort is not worth their time mm. so um you know each one live their own life but um i've made some very uh, you know lasting uh, friendships that way and after a couple of years i realized that it's my life at the end of it or mm-hmm. the pain i'm dealing through the loneliness i'm uh, going through so you know what people are saying log kya kahenge really doesn't matter i have to take things into my hand which is when i started making these calls i was so shameless like at some me and my mom and dad would just get into the car we got our car modified in a way that you know the entire driver's seat and the back seat got combined into a big bench seat where i could lie down mm-hmm. and we would just go out i've gone out to places and we would carry a folding bed in the boot of the car nice. and uh when i couldn't do long rides i would lie down in the car we would get off we would go somewhere do 10 minutes of silly grocery shopping at times and i've actually put the bed spread the bed on the footpath on the side and i've lied down and relaxed there people going by staring seeing you know uh, what's up with this girl and i'm like do hell with it you know people who hmm. are commenting who have something to say they're not coming to me or taking care of my pain or anything uh, So let them be. I have gone in this condition and danced at people's weddings. It's a one-minute dance, one and a half-minute dance, a slow dance. I said, you know, I'll go there. Um, some people have been like we spoke. Some people have been very gracious, very um, understanding. Um, you know, somebody who's not even. wasn't even a close friend they invited mm-hmm. me to their wedding and they said you come we're going to make the arrangements we have a bed for you you come lie down whenever you can stand join in for a bit uh dance have fun on the other hand i've also had friends who have known growing up their families know my families you know they were getting married invited me and um the person's mom made a comment like um But then it won't look nice if you come and lie down there. You know, all the relatives they'll find it weird. So maybe you come home and see us later, but don't come at the function. Oh my god! So I've had I've had people say that to my face also. Oh my god! I don't understand how people can just say things like that to somebody without Seriously. thinking. that they're an actual person. Oh. 
oh boy when i do all these things go out i've even gone out to cafes and you know i would speak to the owner and ask them if there's a booth somewhere in the back where if they if it's okay with them i can lie down yeah. and uh, with my friends and i still want to go and some people have said no some people have said okay but it's it's the people around and you know the kind everybody's staring at you yeah. the kind of chatting that you're going on people have like oh she must have had too much last night she probably oh my god <laughs> that's As not doctor sometimes say that to me that um, you not look you don't look that sad you're never crying in my clinic you're always happy and smiling it sound like if i was crying you would tell me you are depressed and you are in a bad state now i'm happy you have a problem so what, so you can't win Oh my god so you can't win wow and these are doctors these are professional experts who have studied this for years and they're supposed to understand what's going on with you As awareness is not only low um, here in india particularly among uh, common people i mean doctors themselves know very little i've had a doctor like we could go on for hours if i start sharing my own doctor stories with you i've had a doctor tell me what is this fibromyalgia i've never heard something like this ye ye bahar ka bimari hai you know you went you studied in the us na wahan se leke aaye ho okay it's not an indian disease and i was like um i lived in the us after that i came back i lived here for four years i was fit and fine i used to run marathons it happened here you know so so the ignorance is to a different level at times oh my god uh, this is like another level of turning uh, turning away from a problem like you got it somehow when you came here to the us and you just got it i don't it's a chronic illness <laughs> Yikes. I had doctors say, you know, this is a rich people's uh, disease oh. because you're well off. You, I, we, we've never heard of an old, uh, you know, a, a poorer person getting this. I said, yeah, because that person doesn't have access to come to you. They're probably dealing with it, you know, and yeah. struggling to find out what <laughs> the kind of things you hear. Wow! Like even for all my advocacy efforts, like for the past four or so first three four years of my journey were just understanding, grappling with it myself, you know, coming to peace with it myself. After that, when I felt a little comfortable in my skin, I realized that, uh, like I said before, like I have a family that supports me. Not a lot of people do, um, you know. financially i've had to be i'm completely dependent on my parents now but at least they can take care of my needs and i'm you know i never had to stop a treatment because we didn't have the finances or something but there are a lot of people who go through all that mm-hmm. along with the chronic illness so i started my advocacy efforts and speaking up about it and you know my whole goal was if i can make people more aware of what fibromyalgia is and not have doctors or people question the diagnosis for a lot of people um at least remove that stigma so i started openly talking about it on my instagram i started you know writing blogs writing articles and um the times of india once covered me and they did a story on me about you know how i still continue to work and stuff and that day i was feeling like so good that okay so fibromyalgia is in the newspaper and right. people you know it's it's something which is recognized but the kind of feedback uh, my parents got was uh, it's good that 
you know she's written about all this but she shouldn't have shared her picture with it it she's a girl at the end of it she's a single girl you know so uh, the kind of stuff you hear like whatever good you're trying to do and you know people just like are on a different tangent and like did they people even read the article did they just see the picture and get done there and they probably haven't even bothered reading what it talked about Oh my, oh my god. god, I don't <laughs> the fact that it always has to come down to she's still a girl even when you're trying to do something completely different. I just I can't even begin. Yeah, like the the disease is going to or the condition is going to look at like, you know, what my genetics is. I mean, come on. <sighs> I I'm one treatment option that a lot of indian aunties also have is that shaadi karalo get her married off and she's going to be fibromyalgia is going to go away there have been my mom's friends who've tried to counsel her and convince her that get her married she'll get busy with her new life and everything and she'll forget about fibromyalgia oh my god i wish everybody could see her face right now because it's just oh my god i am like I am just I need a minute just So marriage is the new treatment. <laughs> oh god. Oh my god. Oh um oh I mean god. I recently met somebody on Instagram and she told me her story. Uh, she doesn't have fibromyalgia but she has a chronic pain disease and her parents like my parents have got such um, you know advices from people and her parents actually want to get her married off um. and her parents have been telling her that don't tell your would be husband or your would be in laws that you have xyz no, ailment no, and no. pretend to be fit and fine for a month or so and everything will sort itself out there just pretend imagine the kind of mental pressure and trauma that that person must be going through I'm I'm in Oh this has opened my eyes to a whole new set of problems that you know people have to deal with. Yeah. Oh my god. I am not even going to like I talk about my story I've come across so many people because of my advocacy efforts who reached out like there're not a lot of people in India who openly are talking about you know mm-hmm. uh, their chronic illness and uh, what it goes on behind the scenes and how it is there's not there are people who are thankfully doing it but not a lot of them so I get a lot of people who like approach me one on one and you know end up telling me their story and I know of a person um he's not told his family because they're in a joint family and a family business and he's so shit scared that he's going to lose his stake in his family business that he's been you know pulling through the pain pulling oh through everything God. and just not telling anybody because uh um he's going to lose his space there um i know of a person who um actually works in a media house and is a somewhat known person who would have a good audience and eyeballs and you know um, that person wanted to do um has a story on fibromyalgia and you know chronic illnesses like that and um i happened to ask that person that i'm just curious like I, whenever I've seen somebody who shows interest in an illness, like you guys are doing this, uh, because your mom has uh, a chronic disease and you've experienced it, what goes on. So always somebody who's doing something, I uh, you know, related to a chronic illness, either them or somebody in their family has had 
something. So right. I was just curiously asking, like somebody in your family has gone through similar, and that person ended up telling me that I myself have fibromyalgia. Uh-huh. But I was just like, why are you asking me to speak out and you know do an article with you guys? You should be the person speaking out because then, like my audience, my reach is X, and yours is ten X. You know, so many. If you say, if you openly talk about having fibromyalgia, more people would. Here, and that person said, "I I can't because I'm gonna lose my job. I'm gonna lose my position at work. So I just can't come out in the open about it. And all these stories, just you know, um, it just like threw me in a spiral. That there's so many people still who have this whole imagine the kind of stigma and the pressure society puts on them that they're just not able to even admit to the fact that they are going through all this." no matter who what their name is yeah. i'm like i'm actually very surprised honestly yeah and so sad because you know the chronic illness is something you have to deal with but then the mental and emotional um you know stuff that you have to deal with is a whole other thing yeah. on top of that yeah I you know thank you so much for sharing these examples and I want to you know definitely ask you uh, is your ad- are your advocacy efforts under your own name or have you you know created another name for it just in case like our listeners also want to reach out to you Um so I started off doing a lot of my advocacy efforts on Instagram and Facebook um I started writing poetry I write poetry around chronic illness in in a way to create awareness um I also put stories and small blog posts because I can't type out too much and videos mm-hmm. around uh you know the day to day hardships that um somebody like me living with a chronic illness has right. um and um now I am also in the process of starting my own an um NGO by the name of India Fibromyalgia Foundation right. I kept waiting and I kept telling a lot of people that you know you have the resources you have the contacts you have the oh, eyeballs to do things and I kept telling a lot of people that um you know what I speak goes to only x people amplify it and you should talk about it but a lot of them weren't doing it and I realized you know I shouldn't be looking at somebody else to do it mm. even if I can do it in a small smaller way than somebody else mm-hmm. i should do it so i've started my own ngo uh, my whole aim is also to educate um medical professionals here in india about fibromyalgia right. one uh, secondly create awareness among the general population about fibromyalgia and third is a big thing uh, i hope to do it in the long run it's in very nascent stages but provide some kind of a platform where people with any kind of a chronic illness or disability can find gainful employment uh, because i've struggled a lot with uh, finding work with uh, fibromyalgia i've lost a lot of projects people come to me um, you know i'm a marketing and branding strategist and i've worked with some of the bigger brands coca cola espn kingfisher beer so um, they come to me with projects but when they find out what i'm you know um, and i'm very upfront about that i can't do physical meetings i can't do this i can't do x things but i can do these things yeah. um, i've seen a lot of projects go away and people have this whole uh, perception that just because she's ill she probably not be able to do it right. i've lost projects because i couldn't take physical meetings 
um, COVID has helped in that way. People are getting yeah. used to the remote working lifestyle. Yeah. So COVID's been, like I keep saying, it's been a boon for uh, me that way. Um, I picked up a lot of work with US companies because mm. they were a bit more flexible and understood. But no, I still struggle to get uh, part-time freelance work in India where I can work remotely. And I know a lot of other people do. So I want a platform where people can at least, you know, get some kind of a gainful employment, even if it's like smaller projects or something like that. Love it. So amazing. We are 100% behind you about any of this. And of course, we'll love to, you know, keep hearing about your progress and your success because this is so needed and especially in countries like ours like where our origins are from Pakistan and I can assure you that you know uh, in general we are in some piece or the other we are also very 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 behind in conversations and sharing or even you know allowing people to be more accepting towards ourselves and like others I mean forget about it you are you are discarded in society if you even have a you know a a disability for God you know like, like the word is dirty and so it's it's terrible. Yeah. And Let alone a, a girl, a woman with disability. Yeah. yeah. That disabled is considered a bad word, you know, for yes. some yeah, reason. Right. Like, uh, because fibromyalgia is an invisible disability. A lot of right. people don't call it a disability. They refer to it as a condition. Yes. So I remember once I was, you know, featured in something which said some, um, some South Asian disabled accounts to follow. And a lot of people... Uh, wrote to me why are they calling you disabled you know we don't you know you're not disabled I'm like no I am disabled I can't do a lot of things which you know a common person is able to do but the whole connotation behind it being a bad word Mm. was you know it was appalling so I completely hear what you're saying you know Um, yeah I it's unfortunate true Yes, exactly. And I I honestly think and I would love to, you know, hear from you about uh, and you did talk about this, actually, that you are inviting people in your life to start conversations with you to learn from you to hear, uh, to allow them to talk about their, you know, quote unquote, normal lives, Mm. um, you know, with you, uh, because because in the end, you want them to be true around you. Right. So this actually extends to how you're saying employment opportunities Mm. or your ability to, you know, be able to have a folding bed in your car and laid out on the sidewalk if you feel like you're in pain. Like I know for a fact that like, you know, when we make road trip plans or, Mm. uh, you know, like extended travel plans, there are definitely accommodations that we have to make for our mom to make sure that she is not overtired or overworked and it doesn't mean that those things can't be done it just means that it needs a little extra help like we like to call it you know so that being said i definitely want to ask you like what are some uh tips or what are some starting thoughts around this that you would like to tell our listeners uh, who are around people that might be living with chronic conditions and would like to, you know, expand their own horizons mm. in helping right. those those people? I think a couple of things. I mean, um, the easiest thing would be just ask, you know. Mm. A lot of us are 
very open to these conversations in fact um you know uh, just ask us because all of us have different needs uh, like mm-hmm. i for example would or you know want a place to lie down somebody would want a place to sit or there are different uh, kind of uh, things which you can do mm-hmm. so just ask the person if you're making a plan with them or making a trip with them um ask them um secondly i would say um you know uh people should uh you know a lot of times we like when fixing the time with you guys i said you know i can fix the date but with the time i probably need a little bit of flexibility because yeah. i don't know how my uh, next right. hour or that day would be when i would get my day started yeah. um so sometimes flexibility helps because a lot of times we have the best intention to meet you or to carry mm-hmm. out a plan but our body just doesn't hear us you know our body doesn't go with it so just be a bit flexible in terms of things and i think third and foremost you know just check up you always don't have to help them or accommodate but mm-hmm. just like doing a basic thing as picking up the phone saying mm. hi you know it's their birthday wish them um send them a small thing do something like that a small gesture which would not take away too much from your time not be heavy on your pocket but send them one rose and you know yeah. you would not even know how much happiness it brings to that other person just for them to know okay somebody there is thinking about me and cares enough to make a small effort so yeah. if you can just do that i think uh, Um, you know uh, that's more than enough a lot of time people with chronic illnesses and disabilities are not expecting much out of you they mm-hmm. will take care of themselves if they need something they will ask you for it but just you know make that first effort and just just say hi then if your vibes don't match don't stay in touch but at least make an effort to know the person yeah oh that's so that's sweet so beautifully put That's so nice. And you know, you I I love that you brought it down to like such a simple thing as like even sending a flower. Yeah. I completely agree. And I am going to do that actually myself. <laughs> um to to a couple of people that I can already think of. Yeah. Um Rishi, it's been I feel like I, it's, I mean, can you believe it's almost been an hour, but like the truth is that I feel like I could keep talking yeah. uh with you for hours. It's, you know, because you're just You have such a positive vibe. I feel like you bring such a positive energy to all of this. Um just taking every single thing and just turning into a positive statement and yeah. I just I can keep hearing you for hours. And I want to ask you if you're comfortable sharing how are you feeling right now because I want our listeners to be able to, you know, not compare but just hear you in your context. How mm-hmm. are you doing right now this second? I'm in a lot of pain right now. So on a scale of one to ten, I'm somewhere sitting at an eight and a half or a nine right now. Right. And um, yeah, that's I. So I am not without pain even for a single minute. Like I'm in pain all the time. It just varies from degrees. For me, it starts somewhere. I'm usually at a six and seven most times. Wow. Um, but but you know. Um, that goes in the background because that kind of has become the new normal but yeah i i'm i'm in a lot of pain a lot of times uh, but so 
uh, so like you know just uh, off the top of my head uh, a lot of times people do ask me questions like why do you do all this uh, i i do went out sometimes that i made this video or i did let's say this podcast or i did something you know i did a marketing a project and it aggravated my pain and i was struggling for a week or something mm-hmm. and first reaction people have is why do you do all this you don't mm. need to and i'm like i probably don't need to talk to you also and i'm in pain <laughs> i'm in pain doing that as well but you know <laughs> i have nice. pain all the time but i still want to and choose to and yes i can you know it's like to get uh, there's so much satisfaction out of doing all this that it kind of sometimes that adrenal rush mm. you know uh not only helps uh, create awareness and helps other people it helps me also because i do forget my pain becomes secondary for all this time yeah wow yeah. and can you guess i could never but i guess it's like just such a lesson thank you so much for sharing how you're feeling right yeah. now and it's such a lesson for us to not even assume things not even come right. to assume things about you know what we see or what we hear a person say because i feel like anybody hearing you right now can definitely tell oh my god maybe this person has had coffee or it's not like past 12 or 1 a.m in their country yeah you know anything 130 exactly and so you know i mean you're you you sound like you just woke up from like a nine hour nap and you know yeah. you're you you've had your first cup of coffee yeah. or something so this makes this I'm fun so excited to be talking to you guys uh-huh. and doing this so i'm like i'm sharply and excited about it we want to have you back for you know not just talking about this but honestly everything else in your life because one thing that i feel like we learned from the last episode and we kind of like new do is that like like the chronic illness is not the only thing that yeah. chronically ill people have to offer there is you know that's yes that's a big part but like there's a thousand other things we can learn from them so like please we would love to have you back and just have a conversation about anything It'll be my pleasure. Anytime, hit me up. I'll be there. Thank you so thank very you. much, and thank you for giving us your time and your beautiful energy. Mm. Uh, the work that you're doing and you continue to do, we would so totally love to, like you know, get updates on that. And maybe some of the stuff that we talk about would be, you know, about your experience and your mm. progress and your, you know, just like how you are navigating all of this while. you know dealing with that 8.5 or 9 yeah. point scale pain that you're talking about and you're such an inspiration thank you so much for thank you everything and thank you so much to you guys for providing a platform for so many of us to talk about these things and to start such conversations uh, you know uh, we need people like you to have these conversations so that people can hear things like this yeah thank you thank you and Thank you so much and uh, you know we're we're trying and I hope and we're not the only ones so that makes yeah. us happy yeah. that makes us yeah. happy. Um we're going to end on that note guys thank you so much for listening to us and you know please do reach out to any one of us or Arushi if you feel like you you know just need somebody to talk to. Exactly and of course with the Arushi's permission I say this. Uh yeah. but you know <laughs> and being respectful over time. Any day my DMs are always open on Instagram. That's so generous. Thank you. Uh, and guys uh i hope you have like a wonderful upcoming holidays if yes. you're celebrating and definitely as always do not worry about lo kya kahenge thank you so much <laughs>